0: this work and find what I'm doing here, and it really, really matters, uh, as small as that may seem. So, if you could please do that uh, before we get into the show, I very much appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Let's get into it. Peace. Peace. This is the Good Brothers Connection over COVID and COVID quarantine edition. Yeah, you know I'm saying it can't shut us down. So. I, sure. I'm here. This is me, Justice Raji, with my good brother. I'm Jesse. Um, I have a bottle of, of of what in Oregon we call the three buck chuck because it's $3 in Oregon. It's two if you're in California.
1: It, oh, they turned I, the price up.
0: Yeah, it's a dollar more in Oregon for whatever reason. It, that's otherwise known as low cost red wine. Uh, I'm glad I have a <laughs> bottle of that. And I'm sitting in my office, uh, which is now the home of of the worldwide broadcasting system. <laughs> 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 and um, you know, I I'll let uh I'll let I just, just say something, but then we will um we will go to what we were supposed to be doing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh so one, um as always, every time I get to get on a show with a, a platform like this, right? Cause I actually see what you do is more than just a show it's actually a platform, right? It's a platform for experiences. It's a platform for narrative. It's a platform for a narrative that is not often spoke about quite as much, right? It's a platform for, you know, just a dialogue that is out of the mainstream, right? So um, one is to honor in whatever capacity to kind of be a part of the platform of... Um, of what you're doing, whether it's the traditional, you know, Asher O'Head, or kind of like uh, the the spinoff, or the the, the what's happening, or the like—I uh, forget the show that was like the spinoff to what's happening, or oh, like yeah. uh, you know what I'm saying. What's going like on when the
0: show—that's
1: my mind. yeah, like yeah, yeah, like one them shows had like the episode there was, or, like, there was uh, those of like a... or the Je- the Jeffersons to to all in the family.
0: Right, right, right. I think it was. Wow, I can't remember if what there was a spinoff show from What's Happening, and not the like the What's Happening Now, but there was another. No.
1: Show. I thought there was a I thought there was a version of something else that came off of What's Happening. Um, I mean that could be another conversation for another day, but I yeah, do the, think it was it, always interesting how like it's almost like they discovered black people in Los Angeles in right? the seventies.
0: They said, "Hey, you know, there's black people right down the street."
1: It's <laughs> just like. Get there. Oh. Like there's a before it was like, okay, everything is in New York or whatever have you. Then it was like, guess what? It's actually black people in Los Angeles. Let's do Santa Sun. Right. Or let's do, you know what I mean? Like let's let's do what's happening. Like Yeah. yeah. Which which actually inadvertently, interestingly enough, was um, I think responsible for exposing the East Coast and Midwest, or everywhere there wasn't the West Coast, to a certain element of West Coast culture. Not, and interestingly enough, not gang culture. Right. right, But there was no dance culture. And there, was no, there was no mention of Bloods and Crips. You right. figure they it was started street in 71. It was street tufts. You yeah, know what I'm saying? What they got it like Bruce Lee. Remember yeah. the dudes look like Bruce Lee in it? Like they did yeah. hang out with the black dudes, the yeah. dudes. <laughs> Like Bruce Lee with they say he do he do a martial arts shit? Yeah. Um but yeah, there was no mention of actual bloods and crips culture. Whereas in uh, yeah, so anyway. Um but yeah, it's as always it's an honor to be here.
0: Indeed, indeed. So so to give folks if you listen to the last episode of the Ash Ohead podcast I mentioned, so we were supposed to be in Houston this weekend, right now. Um, that, right we now. Playing, that was the plan. That was the the mission. It was the, the follow up to the, the Chicago trip last year, uh, to re, um, to continue our new uh, annual uh, tradition, so to speak, of coming together, mm-hmm. building on this, uh, our, our own uh, goals and organizing, and also reaffirming and um, the, would say strengthening our our bonds and our our, our, our unity, so to speak, and. And COVID nineteen uh, required brothers to adjust their plans, and um, you know, I, I detailed to some degree uh, change. But uh, so, from your perspective, Jesse, how, like, this how did the how did this play out in your mind and in your experience as we had to make the choice to to not travel? I mean, I don't know if we would have had the choice. How did you get there? How did it
1: happen? To you? Yeah, uh, I mean, that's a that's an interesting thing that it is. Um... It actually speaks to a part of how you function in in the society of like as some people call it, a healthy suspicion of white people, but by extension it becomes a healthy suspicion of like it ain't nearly as bad as they ever tell you it is until it's as bad until it's worse than they told you it was um, so you know the and and part of that I think is frankly without trying to make this about national politics, part of it was if nothing else when the federal government the leader of the federal government the leader of the country is saying like it's nothing don't sweat it it won't get here it's all good it's all good (laughs) like it's it's not worse than the flu right so you're like you're looking at the last white man saying okay well the last white man said it ain't bad then it probably ain't bad <laughs> like, because you know,
0: he's <laughs> top of the white man food chain. And he's yeah,
1: he's so... top of he's he's top of the white man food chain. Like, what do you mean? It's go, it's going to be okay. Like, it's yeah, we... Donald Trump. <laughs> and so, you know, looking at the importance of coming together, the importance of those bonds, and and to your point, what does it mean? You know, when if you ever look at television shows when men come together, it's always like just like sport and play, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's never there's never explicit strengthening of bonds and talking yeah. about your focuses and what you want to do, right? Yeah. It's like golf and like, you know, in the 70s bad go-go dancing and you know what I'm saying? Like right. it, so you know for us for money, us going to, to, the to bar, be- you know what I'm saying? Like, right, that's what I'm saying. So it's like you like you like okay, you grow up and feel like what what it means for men to come together is to like you know get away from other people right. versus like to come together so i think it you know the idea whether starting and looking in Chicago that we had the experience in then also these these cities as experiences and kind of centers of black brown indigenous you know depending on the situation culture um from Chicago and its in its role um and, you know, black folks' history in, in America, but also, you know, Mexican and Puerto Rican history, um, which I think doesn't often get enough credit um, of the role that Chicago plays in all those communities. Um, then to Durham, um, being a Durham and being there with the black Wall Street and kind of those experiences. Um, you know, and then to think about Houston and to think about the you know kind of unsung experiences of of, of black folks in Houston, to say nothing of the fact that it once was another country um, you know, yeah. where some other folks are from and and and, and also not to erase the indigenous um, presence, right, because even some, some of those times we erased indigenous presence because of the conversation between the United States and Mexico. Yeah,
0: well, it's still a colonial. Yeah, I just finished uh, a recent reading of a great book about the Comanches, which totally reshapes how you think about all of that. Um, and, and 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 solidifies my my personal. I have an itch about the way people talk about the Mexican state as a national entity, as mm. a reflection of the uh the aspirations of the indigenous peoples of of anywhere,
1: mm. and it's not so, like, but you know but that's right no that's helpful because i'm actually reading i'm reading a book um i don't know if you right now but it's it's the book that focuses on after wounded knee because a lot of stuff Mm. focuses on before wounded knee. but when you look at like what happened after wounded knee and again to your point you know sometimes you had this conversation around it was mexico but then it's like you're still having a debate around colonial interests right um
0: what I'll so, say to save us yeah. the conversation just about is essentially the Comanche, uh, the Comanche people and their trading um, and control uh, pastoral state is basically responsible for the U.S. being able to see those lands from Mexico and creating con- the conditions for that to happen.
1: Yeah, I mean it's in the, those books that you read. There's no saints here, right? There's this, and again, there's this like agency, right? Because sometimes in these dialogues, there's 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 no agency, especially from the indigenous people, right? There's like something happened to them, a a, a great fear, a great vector happened to them, and then life went on versus. their their role there's sometimes their complicity sometimes going back and forth like it wasn't either or so so anyway so yeah like that experience to be able to come together and then also be able to look at the last year and say okay you know from from a year to year level what are you thinking about and, and where where are things and be able to have that level of accountability um which i think is the the biggest thing about the beauty of the convening is the degree of accountability to not just have personal accountability, to have familial accountability, but then to also have a degree of communal accountability, which I think, um, you know, gives another positive layer to thinking about it. So, you know, the idea of not being able to go is kind of like, what do you mean we can't go? But again, because our federal government, if if we if we would have had a better response from our federal government, we would have known two weeks in advance we weren't going. Because right. it would just would have been like, no, we just, no, you can't, you can't yeah, go there.
0: God. So the cold piece is so the, the auto payment for the joint come out, and I was like, to and I'm like, seems like this is getting serious. But nah, it's, it's gonna be cool. <laughs> like I got to convince. I was like, nah, it's all gonna come together. Okay? The second payment come out and, and we'll talk about if we got to change it there'll be a couple more days you know what I'm saying then a couple more days the NBA shut down, tennis shut down, all shut down <laughs> and then, like everybody's like, hey man, party's over everybody go home
1: <laughs> that's what I'm saying so you you have one you have one i you have one like institution that's telling you that everything's fine. Do you have a? Do you have all these other institutions. that are telling you, no, everything's not fine, right? And you should probably chill, right? And so,
0: it, you know, I'm still, I, I mean, as as of even that Thursday morning mm-hmm. after we, like, oh, I think we might have done. I was like, I mean, it might not be so bad. <laughs> I, was saying, I was like, oh, I you go in the airport, it ain't a big deal. And I was like, wait a minute, what am I talking about? I can't, I can't expose myself to a potentially lethal. Um, Pathogen of any kind. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, I, I mean, for for me, it was the idea of like, what's it gonna be like when we try to get back? <laughs> like by that time, where will America be? Because if if you followed it based on this idea of Italy, right? If you follow this whole MSB, MSNBC idea that you should look at Italy six days ago, and that's where you are now, like. Right. Italy was shutting down flights within the country and woody woo So it's like, you know, and then Houston, uh, Harris County in Houston, they wouldn't, they wouldn't, I think, being the most up- open about their amount of uh cases.
0: Yeah, like yeah, I mean, it might be a case,
1: may not be a case. <laughs> I mean, really no man, who really knows? Right. I mean, yeah, somebody did you know, the rodeo. That, then they, they kind of like, oh,' I want somebody the rodeo? So we'll shut down the rodeo. My thing is, y'all gonna shut down the entire rodeo, dog? Like yeah. that. That's what yeah. let me know. Like, okay, you know what? If y'all are willing to sacrifice millions of dollars, maybe I don't need to come.
0: (laughs) I I listened to uh Bobani Jones' podcast and I've you know been a listener of his work and he grew up in the youth. He'll tell you, like he talked about on his show. If they stop in the rodeo, if somebody stops the rodeo, it's serious. You know what I'm saying? Like that rodeo is like a a big, 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 big deal. It ain't like a, a We don't know about it. Like Beyonce, Rodeo, Selena, all kinds of different cross-sectional entertainment, and it's a really big deal. Um, You know, it's a level of seriousness, and I would say, you know, in our lifetime, to me, this is an unprecedented response to a public health situation. Like, you know, somebody I heard on the other one, like, you know, there was a meme... Like, look at all these other pandemics that have happened in the last 20 years. I'm like, yeah, and we ain't stopped
1: for none of them. We ain't even, and- even pumped the brakes. It's like, hey man, America's keep rolling. No, remember the one we did, not, not America declared didn't stop, yeah. but remember the one we was going to Canada? What was that, was that bird flu? Oh, the you SARS. Already been there. The SARS, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I remember we didn't come because of the, the SARS one time. Um
0: <laughs> I might have been I don't think
1: I was you, already, you, you was already yeah you was already uh out you was already out the way. But um but yeah I mean I think we had them. but again there's a test there's a testament to like I mean H1N1 killed a fair amount of people. Yeah. Uh but they actually treated it like professionals, right? <laughs> it was actually an adult. Yeah it yeah. was was and that's where it kind of like you know, tip I'm reading Tip O'Neill's book, uh, Man of the House, um, which is his his story of like um from him getting in politics in like the 40s all the way to like eighty-seven when he um retires. Mm. Fascinating read. Probably the best political biography I've ever read. And that's pretty that's a thing because I've read a lot of political biographies. Indeed. Um, it's up there with Willie Brown. Like it's an engaging read, top to bottom. But one thing, Tip. O'Neill was known for was saying all politics is local, right? That was his main. That was one of his um famous sayings. But then, when you see stuff like our president, when you see stuff like what's going on, you see like all politics is local. But the decisions that are made on the federal level just have huge, outsized impacts. Like when um when Trump spoke the other night, like last Wednesday night, for 11 minutes, and they called it the most expensive speech ever. Cause the markets went down, like they lost billions of dollars because of 11 minutes in talking. Right. And so you're right. Like from a public health emergency, we've never seen nothing. What we've seen was 9-11, which was like an area, right? Yeah, Yeah. That was like a a region that got shut down, right? Or Katrina. There was a region that took months or years to rebuild, right? we've never seen nothing that actually has gripped the entire country at the same time, which I think makes this a very unique one because it's not, it's not like, it's not Katrina. It's not 9-11. It's not oil spills, right? It's not, um, any my, hurricane in Miami, right? Uh, it's, not flooding. It's, not a- it's not flooding. It's not a tornado through Nashville, right? Like its it's, it's, Everyone is having the same experience to some degree, some clearly some areas where there's more congregation and, you know, for a variety of reasons, they're going to get hit harder. Right. So the idea that New York, Chicago and the Bay Area and L.A. are going to get hit harder. That makes sense Um, from a broader perspective of like. Just people from everywhere coming and going, not being able to trace community spread, right? So, yeah, I mean, in the public, and also it gives you a reflection of like America, right? Like this idea one of like, nothing's gonna stop my fun, right? right. It's almost like an eight year old, right? It's almost like America's a big eight year old, like nothing's gonna stop my fun. Like, <laughs> if you told me I gotta sit down, as soon as you walk away, I'm gonna stand back up and play until you, <laughs> right. you turn back stand around. <laughs> Until you come back, like, like, or Debo, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> when he leave, I, I shut up. But when, you know what I'm saying? But when he be quiet, I start talking again. Like, what do you mean? Like, yo, listen, man, i tell you, being in government, when we made the decision to shut down St. Patrick's Day, man, that felt like the weirdest, strangest, most like overbearing governmental decision you could ever imagine. Like I just was like, Oh man, we shouldn't know St. Patrick's Day. Like, you know what I mean? And people was like when you, we said it, it was a, it was like, wait, you shouldn't have Saint Patrick's Day? <laughs> was like what? Right now now we look like public health geniuses, but that Wednesday, we didn't look like public health geniuses. We looked we look like, you know, like like party, you know, like just uh I don't party. know what the term is party boober to the Y'all to the fourth degree.
0: Trying to mess it up for everybody.
1: Way, yeah, you you do good or is trying to mess up a good party.
0: Yep, right? have so, good time, What's up with
1: that? Yeah, so it was like like yo, we shut down St. Patrick's Day Parade. But like so the idea for people that that you weren't gonna do something, and even up until last weekend, right? Like different cities across the country, people were out like there was not this idea of it being like, a virus. Infectious. A pandemic in the in the, the country. country. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Now, we were supposed to go to wedding on Sunday and like each day as things progressed, I was like, all right, yeah, maybe I'm, I'm staying house. You know what I'm mean? saying? Like like we had we had a couple we had a couple weather things, to wrap up, we did that. And then it was like Sunday I was like, I don't think we should I don't think we should go to this. Wedding. You know, it was just a reception. It like, just seems like, you know, just tell them we come see them, you know, after all this, go on a trip or something, and, you know, tell them we, we, we congratulations or whatever. Because the, it, it's sort of like, especially once you read a little bit and understand and, and, and understand how things communicable diseases are, are moved, it's like just being around, just being outside is an opportunity uh, to. You know, ebgbs. So just, just not do that. You know I mean, but it's, it's, it's kind of hard to. I understand people being hard to accept that something's happening when you can't see it, so to speak. You know what I'm it's not like a zombie. Well, and also
1: just the strategic, the strategic challenge of, and I understand why because it, it is true. But the idea of like. If you're young, you probably won't get it. If you're this, you probably won't get it. Well, that just tells people, well, shit, I'm not gonna get it then. And then the Americans are selfish anyway. So it's not like they like they really don't really care for their neighbor all like that. Right. Like, as much as we like, say man. stuff like that. I mean, they live next yeah. to you. I mean, they seem like nice people, but Exactly. You start asking yourself in this day and time, really how many of your neighbors do you know? Do you know? know? Not just do you know their name, but like do you go to their house? Like I'd say even as a kid, I did far more of that than I do personally as an adult. Oh yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And like I,
0: my I know community my current neighbors a little bit by face, but I don't honestly don't know their names.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, most of us, the vast majority of us don't know our neighbors, right? And because our tribes, I mean, we're living in a time of, like, decentralization where our quote-unquote tribes are not based in neighborhoods. Sometimes not even based in cities, right? You could be connected to somebody across the world and talk to them once a day and the people next door to you, you don't know who they are. Yeah, you know what I mean. So when you when you add that into like, okay, you're going to do something for your neighbor. I think it's an interesting idea that the social capital concept and the social bonds of America in 1948, right? Because everyone's like, we got through the war. Well, that was 1948, right? Right, different like we haven't conditions. been. Yeah, there's just hugely different conditions around what it means to to lean on your neighbor or even looking at like what happened here with the Tree of Life massacre. That's an entirely different thing to lean on your neighbor. You're looking at your neighbor in the broadest possible sense, right? You're not looking at your neighbor in a personal sense of like the person that's next door to you, right? So people was just like, listen, I'm going to go party. Or the people that were still down Daytona Beach are still down South Beach. Like, hey, listen, hey. man. I'm
0: let them hang out. You know what I'm saying? I'm out hey, here.
1: They're trying to shut down the flow, but we ain't going to let them. Corona, where the only Corona I know is a beer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I take <laughs> yeah, lime with lime. Yeah, only Corona I know I take with lime <laughs> and tequila. Like you know what I mean? So it, it 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 is um it's a fascinating look at like culture, and then also the other thing, man, is how in truly interconnected the economy is, and how the economy is so based on the psychology of you doing. Of all of us doing certain things, yeah, absolutely. Like it's so based on us eating out.
0: Yeah, I mean, moving, eating something, getting you know, even if it's, I mean, in between eating, destination, right. celebratory eating, uh, dropping, dropping your uh, dropping your GoPro camera on the floor, eating, uh, whatever have you. There's, there's definitely a. Uh, I mean, as this started happening, and it was becoming real, I'm like I mean, it was like overnight for a lot of. Yeah. It's like, yo, if if no nobody come in, if we don't hit these numbers the next two days, our business is, is a wrap. Like, and if, if there's any, if there's any, any switch um, from sort of the flow that we that basically all just predicated on. It, none of it works, you know I mean or you know which which is a bit fascinating you know, when you when you think about it on one level because the perception of strength and a in, in 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 businesses as a protect all against you know whatever particular you know, economic hardship that they have come to mm. our community, right and it's like mm. you know, it's it doesn't mean that we shouldn't have businesses and, and run businesses, but also. You no know, businesses are still fit. Then what is your paradigm for like structural survival and how things work and how things and what is prioritized? And can all the businesses or the industry you've created survive if it suddenly has to stop for a month? Yeah, you
1: know I mean Well and that and that's what we're gonna see. But the, I mean, that's where you you find how fragile the American economy is and the global economy by extension, frankly, right? The global economy is so fragile Um, because what was interesting was even looking at um, one of my um, favorite uh, menswear stores, right? That's pretty high end. I mean, everything is pretty expensive, but like they've been closed in some cities for about three or four days and they've already had to go on sale on the internet. Everything is 20% off. They've already had to go on sale. Like, and this is, I mean, these are $1,000 suits, these are not, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. if if that's happening in a place that it's only been a week and they're already saying like, listen, we got to do this to stay over yeah. then it lets you know how fragile the American economy is and the global economy. Because again, some some of their stuff is sourced from Italy, which is totally upside down because they haven't been able to work for three weeks. Right. You know what I mean? So then people can't get their stuff out of Italy to even get to America. And now the stores in America, which do a lot of the sourcing of the stuff in Italy. And when London is going to go through a shutdown, cause you know, Boris is like Trump on steroids, Boris Johnson, he told them just all get the herd immunity. He said, does everybody get together get it? That way it won't be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> like he said like chicken pox, like everybody, everybody in houses get it and that way, all right, you know be, what I mean. It'll be fellow. We'll just bounce back. Yeah. So if you think about that, man, it, it's a really it's a it's a challenge to do it. One thing, one thing. Um, for all your listeners, I will say, if every day up when they are up in the morning, because your listeners would be up in the morning. <laughs> this ain't the breakfast club and shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> watch MSNBC and then watch Bloomberg. And watching the differences in what they talk about, it's fascinating. Like just watch Bloomberg Daybreak, and just how they look at what's happening across the planet versus how we look at what's happening across the planet. It, it uh, it it'll make you see that much of what we're much of what we're fed as news is really not as much news as we think. Like if you juxtapose BBC, Bloomberg, and MSNBC or CNN totally different conversations totally different narratives
0: yeah i i I try to scrape across the the, the, just the news um, like websites and the to get an understanding of like you know what what data do i need to know so i can make decisions you know here like about like you know like you know there was a one that actually helped me a lot. It actually got me definitely to be like, "Man, we can't go to this wedding." I looked at the um, infographic piece, of Washington Post, displaying like how social distancing or quarantine and these different models of stopping something are supposed to work in terms of reducing spread. I was like, "Oh, yeah, that's a really good visualization. That makes total sense. We need to stay at the house, right?" Um, but there was also. You know, I could see where some people would just be like, "Well, man, look, we just all get sick," and then you know, a whole lot of people going, you know, die or whatever. it will be cool. It is like, nah, man, that that's not necessarily. If we can avoid that, <laughs> that's not a good thing. And then it's the, then the residual effects of, you know, how one thing spills into the next thing. You know what I mean, and, and that if a whole bunch, if a if, a, if our healthcare system is overwhelmed other people who have all the other things that have are happening with people from cancer to other respiratory issues to uh, congenital chronic diseases you know everything diabetes you name it all of them people still need icu need certain treatments need access to, to doctors that have had some rest you know people getting in car accidents people getting hurt on the job like all of that stuff all is all happening at the same time it's not a um not as if these these it's these places one thing and i think that we can have a a limited can limit a view to like my needs and you know my needs are a lot where, you know something happens to me i'm just to take care of me it. it's like well yeah but there's a good chance that if whatever you have happening is relative even if it's like your, your pinky got chopped off it's like well we could bandage that up and just you know call it gold because we got 80, 85 people we try to keep on ventilators, and we really can't help you and your pinky right and a lot of a lot of us ain't going to be like well, I'm losing my pinky you know for the other people going there and, and, and lose, our, lose, our, lose, our, lose our biscuits so I think it um it was it was it it it's a lot to think of these things as systems and not just as, you know, your point of contact,
1: which I think it's to land. Well, it, it, to, to add on, I think your point about the, for example, how many of us know the percentage of beds that are open in any particular night. Now that doesn't matter to everybody until there's a rush on the hospitals, yeah. right? Like, so if only 7% of the beds are open on any given night and the American system is based on 93%, 93% like bed, you know, <clears throat> a filling of beds, right. once anything gets too high, it's going to throw the entire model off. Because if we don't know that our model is based on 93% of these beds are full, not 50%, <laughs> not 75%, but 93% of the beds are full. Yeah. Which also says to yourself why elective surgeries makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Because they get to 93% of the beds gotta, being full.
0: You got to get people
1: in. Like, well, some yeah. people you going to tell to have surgery that might not need to have surgery. <laughs> like, you might not have needed to have that surgery today. But guess what? You're going to have the surgery today because we got to get to 93% right. in order to make right. sense. We got to hit these numbers. Hit, hit these numbers, which is to your point about the food or clothing. Same way. We got to hit these numbers. So the whole thing is based on these kind of numbers that are so fragile, right? And I think when everyone comes back to... Well, it'll be interesting, because one part of it says when everyone comes back, you recognize that the rules can be suspended. Right. Yeah. Right?
0: Uh, The thing I've been thinking about, I mean, this is a... This is a, a prelude to, I, I think, at least a, a sea change in the way a lot of our thing, our systems function. Because, I mean, from, you know, the simplest one, the internet has clearly displayed itself to be a public utility. I don't want to get nobody in no political trouble. <laughs> Right.
1: <laughs> However, that's the issue. Don't worry about me. I'm cool.
0: It is. Yeah,
1: it is. <laughs> but the,
0: all these different remedies and how we're going to communicate and we're going to do this. So people can stay connected. is like, yeah, but everybody need to have internet access and, and decent internet access for these people.
1: Mm. Right. Mm.
0: Like now, you know, you know, there's, you know, there's some wiggle room for style and quality and, and bandwidth levels and all that. Great. But the idea that like anybody, the the leg that was left to stand on, is real shaky <laughs> to to justify. That, like, yeah, I should I should be able to get a get a competitive offer on my bandwidth that I want to use, and not just have I got two choices because this person ran the wires in my neighborhood. You know I mean, it's I don't see how the future of our communication and and a lot of our other systems are going to function without. You know, high quality internet. Like it just, you know, if if we had to depend on broadcast television and dial up phones to get people aware, or for people to have their their vehicle to check in on what they should do, man, it'd be it would. Not, everybody would have been outside. They'd be like, wait, you ain't get that? You ain't get that email? Email? What's that? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, what's what's a website? I ain't never seen one of them. Like it, it, it. This is one example. And then you know, you got kids at home you got you know a lot of people's jobs who maybe folks could work remotely more often you know kind of had to embrace the idea even if they weren't totally comfortable with that or understood how that would work for their their particular field or business um but then it also highlights the divide that there's a whole lot of industries that people got to be there physically to get the stuff done
1: right yeah
0: and all of this cool technology and the visual stuff and we, you know, virtually connecting like that's great for certain stuff, but it's still a whole vast majority of stuff. I mean, I, the thing I've been thinking about is the food production. And I haven't, you know, I'm going to have to do some digging to see what, what who comes sure through. Somebody's writing something about it. I mean, it's already going to be, there's already a shortage of, of workers in our agricultural system um, due to what's been going on the last two to three years. And then you have this, Happen and it's spring, right? Like, there's a ripple effect of how we have, how that industry has constructed itself to be financially effective. Is this high concentration of produce in 70% of our food comes from California? Like, everybody
1: from one area of California, not just, right? Not just, not just California, like. A couple hundred square miles,
0: (laughs) and it didn't used to be that way, but that's the way it is now. And what does that look like if, if, if a, if a lot of people, some people can't get out there doing the planting and potatoes, the you know whatever the vegetable plant, you know, animal, whatever people is eating, it all there's a lot of it coming out of that state, and that is a, um, that is a you know, a clear change and and a, and a ripple that I don't know what that's going to look like in, in a couple months. Now, you know, there's overseas production and, you know, buying stuff from other countries and other stuff, blah, 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 But it, it, this situation begs a... the business case for, yeah, we can't... everything cannot be this, like, kind of optimization of, of and lean functioning and, like, right on the margin we're going to squeeze out this much, you know, like... There needs to be more buffer in all of these systems. No, you're
1: right. And and, and that's from corporate stuff to community. Like if, and this is not me, this is not victim people blaming, but this is just a broader sense of the world. Mm -hmm. If we function like you cannot go more than a month without getting a check, you are economically vulnerable. That doesn't that doesn't matter if you make a hundred thousand dollars or ten thousand yeah. dollars. If you make ten thousand, if you make a hundred thousand dollars, you can't go more than a month. You're vulnerable, right? So it, it's it's not a it's not a necessarily like a people like a person thing or class shaming, but there is a broader conversation around what does it mean for people to have lives that are truly kind of like functional not even comfortable like functional right like you know like what's happening where literally two weeks out somebody is going to have a challenge being able to take care of their families like two weeks out you know what i mean and so if we're okay with that or are okay with functioning like that often because of the derby like element of the economy which is well, I'm a bartender, or I'm a valet driver, or I'm a, or I'm a this, and tips get me enough, and I can even make more than you some months, right? Right, right, right. Or I'm a this, right? You know, when the All-Star Game came, I, right. oh, I made this much. You never made this much. I'm a, uh, I'm a Uber driver, you know what I mean, from traveling, man, having conversations with Uber and Lyft drivers, because I'm not trying to privilege one over the other. Um, until they come and you know support Justin. Right. You know what I'm saying yeah. <laughs> when they when they come and support what you want to do, and then then we'll <laughs> speak on one over the other. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, if you speak to Uber and Lyft drivers about how much money they make, why they do it. it it's almost like a roll of the dice because, like you know, Wednesday night, unless it's the the opera or the game, is going to suck. But right. Saturday makes it all worth it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like Thursday let out off of what's the name? Where they have the, the Boogaloo Festival every other, you know what I'm saying? I, I Yeah. But other
1: days... I can make my money up, right? So instead of being consistent, like you know by the nature it's not consistent. And again, to some degree, the success of the Republican Party is that we've all bought into a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Like we've all bought into uh, all of this right like there was a point and i think i, I it, it cuz it's so fascinating to me cuz of my particular work right now but like there was a time where this idea of like tax credits only republicans believed in tax credits like it was the most business thing in the world now every liberal democrat in the world is saying you don't have to pay taxes as long as you give it over here to do this yeah Right, so like you, everyone has bought in and accepted the the primacy of tax credits as a manner of getting money to communities right. versus government taking the money and just doing that. Right like versus you saying government's going to take the four million dollars and put it over here. Yeah, we're going to do it. Via. We've accepted that the the trade off is you don't have to pay taxes. All right, and that- you just send some some percentage of the money over here yeah, to do a to do a public good. Right? Like, not a private good, to do a public good. And we've all accepted it. Yeah. The goddamn ghost of Jack, the ghost of Jack Kemp. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but we've all bought into, like, this is normal, this is normal operating procedure, right? So... Again, at to your point, I think buying into and figuring out, like, okay, is the stuff we're doing does it make sense? It might be what we were doing, but this is the thing that we should be doing.
0: Right was this was this the best plan? And what does that mean going forward? Right,
1: and it, or was, it was it the plan you had at your disposal, which over time became the best plan?
0: Right, and is was this the, was this the the plan that got the least amount of people feeling, you know, I don't want to be giving out handouts or I don't want to take a handout, or, um, you know, that's those two. There's the, the well, there's just nobody in there. So I mean, why do we need those extra rooms? It's like, well, I mean, you have the extra rooms so that when you need them, you don't have to build them. You don't have to open up an old hospital to get it re-established so you can actually serve people. You don't have to buy motels to suddenly house and quarantine people who are sick. You don't have, you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to do all these extraordinary measures to need something that, you know, quite frankly, I'm sure there's someone smart enough they could have modeled modeled and mapped out like, yeah, in in the case of a disease that did this, we need these things. You know what I'm saying? So let's make sure we have a plan where how we can either acquire or activate these specific resources when we need them and then we don't need them we can do these other things with them or you know i don't know they they operate a different way um you know but it it, it, it and i'm i'm going to take a swing at the um you don't know, got to go to college crowd cuz i i'm i'm, I'm not there, everybody everybody don't got to go to college but we have a lack of we have a, a low level of medical professionals like you know what i mean there's, there's like a whole lot of people and I, I, I'm i too far down this other road to become a medical professional. <laughs> and, you know, I could do great first aid and, you know, I probably, you know, run some field, you know, surgery or
1: something. You, you could probably do field surgery and keep some people, keep yes, people man. alive, real block. Keep, keep, keep
0: that wound closed, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, you could probably do some triage real block. You could probably keep people alive for kind of saying, like I got to pack a
0: couple of know what I mean, like I can get in there with a little bit of that, but oh, you know, if somebody really got a critical thing happening, man, I want somebody that know what they're doing, <laughs> and I want I want that person to be well rested because they had somebody else to back them up so they could go lay down. You know, what I'm saying instead of they doing 16 hour joints. You know, what I'm saying they doing the, you know maybe in an emergency they doing. You know what I mean? And I don't care how much it costs to pay them because when we need them, like I said, I, you know, my father and all the, the grandfather to my children is a neurosurgeon. And if, if I need his professional skills, I want him to be rested and ready You know what I'm saying? I'm in a I got, I fell off a ladder at my job, an air conditioner fell on me, damaged my spine and my brain. I want Fred, and birthday Fred, I want Fred at, you know what I mean, peak capacity. Ready to rock. I don't want him going. Phew. I just did my third car accident in the last 24 hours, and oh, I guess we gotta do this guy now because there's no one else. Like we, we, you know, whatever we gotta do to control people. You know, making some of these different roles in our society sort of this like prize you win at the end, of sort of the academic warfare. Oh, he's a doctor. Very smart. It's like it. I mean, I guess that's cool if your family's proud, but ultimately. You need to be a doctor so when someone's not well, we can get someone to help them. It's not really about your, you know, kind of the, uh, the personal accolade.
1: You know, you know, that's an interesting point that I'm going to say. It's an interesting, you know, as we was growing up, you know, you had this thing of being a doctor or a lawyer, mm-hmm. right? Everybody, families. But there's an interesting space between being doctors and lawyers, meaning at some point, a whole bunch of people that want to be lawyers, went to go do other stuff. Right? And then now they may even have a law degree, which you know, we've discussed, I argue is just a very good degree to be a citizen, if nothing else. But that's where it's separated between like if you're gonna be a lawyer, you could go over here, you could be a politician, you could do you could do this over here do general counsel for somebody, you could do this, you could do J D, MBA, right? You could do a whole bunch of stuff. But like going to be a doctor is like you had to stay over there. And like you said, it's like academic, like uh, what's the 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 um the Oakland A's thing about the um uh, uh, how they uh, used to,
0: the beanball, the, uh, beanball. Yeah. The,
1: um... Like it is beanball, but they cause them there, but yeah, like academic beanball, like, no, sometimes you just need the people to serve, to act in service to people. Yeah. And that might mean medicine, right? But where we yeah. go we act to act in service to people might mean like, you're going to be a social worker, Right. right? And so then, because you're like, okay, well, you're going to act in the service to people, but because there's so many people that want to act in service to people, we're not going to pay you a lot, right? <laughs> Versus, you, really you know, it's really
0: close to your heart.
1: Because you, really, you really love it, and because we have enough of you, but not enough of you over here, right? And, you know, also, it's interesting you say that, I think about, like, St. Elsewhere. Remember St. Elsewhere? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The movie that used to be on, um, the show that used to come on NBC? Yeah. Like, Remember the shows that used to come on that presented doctors? Yeah. There's not as many shows that talk about like doctors being doctors anymore. Yeah. I mean there's like now all the ones is like you wanna be police.
0: Yeah, they got the emergency response. Which ones? The nine one one, I ain't never watched it, but it's got, right. it's, a, it's like tidal waves and exploding buildings and all kinds of crazy stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's like fire trucks on fire. <laughs> a lot of wild stuff every time I see right. commercial not like, and then like You know what, what I mean so it's
1: it but it's, it real shout out
0: watch that show.
1: Right, cuz it yeah, right cuz it's like all the doctors and people who are like doctors are like real bizarre. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they like they like bizarre people. Like you don't want to be them. Like the like, Messiah is not going to be a doctor when he watches this show. Like you know what I'm saying? Man, I don't want to be like this guy. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? And so I mean to your point I think it, again it's a it's a it may not be a grand reset as we think cuz some, you know, I've been I've thought a lot of stuff would be a reset. I thought after 9-11, people would have thought about the relationship between the American government and For our, yeah. our, our military <laughs> <foreign> policy. <laughs> yeah, you know, I would have thought, thought our foreign policy would have came under more scrutiny. <laughs>
0: they said, nah, um, we're doubling down. <laughs> we <We're> doubling down. <laughs> <we're> down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <that's just> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We ain't going no
1: <laughs> So I you know, yeah. so I know sometimes i would be like, oh, no, after this, people are going to see it differently. And then it goes back to not seeing it differently. But I will say, I mean, for those who I think who are thoughtful about what this means, and it's all relates to Houston, because for us to be able to go and do what we wanted to do and have the full experience, there were so many other things that needed to be in play, right? Like we could have gone and just said, OK, we're going to stay in the house, which was a large part of it. But it's also part of the broader experience of that place and experience it in supporting small businesses, supporting like the, the city that you're in, that we see with something like this, like literally you're having to shift human capital. Like today, um Primanti Brothers in Pittsburgh, they're now working with Giant Eagle to like shift the people who are working at Permanent Brothers to right. work at Giant Eagle. That's dope. And yeah, and but Versailles in and, and um in Miami is doing the same thing with a supermarket in miami right so there's a thing of like some businesses are winning and some businesses are losing so we're shifting human capital at the approximately the same price to another thing which kind of infers that the capital that the skill sets that they were utilizing wasn't really privileged in that particular space Which is a whole, which is a whole nother thing. Um, but you know, uh, the Rona be damned. We, we still, we still survive, you know, even though y'all didn't, uh, we didn't have the convening, y'all still going to get this. Right. Y'all going to get this. Y'all might
0: might get some more too.
1: Y'all, y'all gonna listen. Y'all might get a whole bunch now that we, you know, (laughs) instead of coming together, we just got, we going to talk to each other.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we're pulling up on the on the hour mark. Um, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Let me ask you this: What um, there was something so there was something specific that you wanted to add on. I don't think we we got to around around public health and 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 choice and um, Could you could you pose that piece?
1: I, I yeah, yeah. As we go, I, so I just wanted I've been thinking about this and, and in my in my role as chief equity officer, what you find. The broader dialogue or context of equity across the country has been about people having choice and nothing for us without us, nothing for us, you know, not by us, you know, all the different FUBU terms, right? So it's been interesting to look at the relationship of public health and equity, where generally everyone will say, okay, where's your equity lens? But you find there's... There's still conversation, but much fewer dialogues around the equity dialogue of voice, specifically when it comes to public health. And and Jess, I think you made a very good point around, and I've heard this from other folks across the country around, like, well, life or death is kind of the greatest sense of voice. So if if I preserve your life, I can theoretically or practically suspend your sense of voice which is an interesting conversation because it, be, it begins a taxonomy of importance around voice, right? So like, I can say, hey, once I save you, we can get back to that later, which I'm actually okay with as far as a very practical GSD getting things done perspective. Mm-hmm. But it's an interesting context around, okay, so where does voice become prominent? What's well, something in? Like you know, go ahead. Well, I and no, and, and, you know, and where does voice become prominent? And at a, in another podcast, because I, I didn't want to go into this today. But I've been listening to Ezra Klein after his book came out, and um, not to date the podcast, but um, he was talking to Dan Pfeiffer that used to work in Obama land. But he just talked about Democrats or the liberal progressive repulsion with power hmm yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm... Right? And the repulsion of truly having power. And I actually see the taxonomy and the relationship to voice in all these conversations as having actually a connection to the liberal and progressive idea of what power truly means around voice and not voice for the sake of voice, but voice as a very prominent sense of determining one's destiny. But we can, we, I want to get into that after this because yeah. I think... There, there's the, a part of like, like that. well, oh yeah, that's a, it, it because um, there's something really deep around if I give you voice, is it voice? Right. Yeah. Now, now again, if I choose a leader, don't get me wrong. Uh, if I choose a leader and I choose an executive and that executive takes the liberties to do things to save people and act on the health, safety and welfare of, of a group of people, then that's what you should do. And you can choose if you like them or not because you get rid of them. Yeah. So that's one thing. But there's a deeper conversation that I want to kind of dive into it in another.
0: The, the thing I, I run up against in in between my worlds of, of service and community work and community service and then personally, you know, trying to do things and build things is you get into a... I've seen this this weird space where um, we mistake, and I might make mistake might be too strong a word, but I'm just the one I got in my head. Um, getting your position out into the public atmosphere, right, about something that's happening, or is going to happen, or you don't want to have happen, or what have you. Um, as the same or like the interplay between that and. You not just getting to make the decision, but then the actual follow through and the completion of whatever the decision making is, right? Mm. And, and that the relationships between these things seem to be skewed in a, in a way that's not, I don't think is beneficial for everybody. You know what I mean? In a sense, right? So you, um, I was just listening to a podcast about um, uh, Connor Daugherty's book about um, like Bay Area housing and something else. I'll find the name of it later on Larry Wilmore's podcast. And sort of the the Yimby piece where there's people that's like, yo, I want you to build housing. And the other hand is people like, no, I don't want you to build housing that that might gentrify my neighborhood. And the way these in in a lot of different regions, these are people who sometimes might be otherwise politically aligned. But in, in in this particular that particular argument or discussion, they're not, because they they see how this is going to play out differently. They see what's most important differently. And and we don't, you know, I can cite a lot of either we don't have political, public, public political leaders that are skilled enough to make them talk <laughs> or to resolve it, or we don't have other implementation issues or notes. I mean, at that piece I sent y'all, uh, I read a couple of months ago about Penn Station in New York, where you have mm-hmm. so many different people that can comment and, 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 and basically maybe not in fact stop the building or something, but because of how it will be perceived, it stops anything from happening. And then you have this hub of transit in the biggest city in the United States that's hot trash. You know what I'm saying? Keep it a No disrespect to New
1: York. You know what I'm saying? And it's still and it's still in that and I, all the people, all the people that work MT and in the Blasio administration, but it's still trash. Oh, I've been there re- I've been there recently <laughs> and thought to myself, how is this functioning like this? And then when you like to your point, when you research and go back to like the sixties and seventies. Right, but I, but again, I mean, I want to get into this maybe the next time. Yeah, next time. It next does. Time. It it does. Yeah, because this is way too deep for this one to to end this one. But it does go into like, yeah, who get what is the decision and what is the default position, right? What are our default positions? Are default positions that community should control anything that happens in the community, or are default positions that neighborhood change is okay? Right? Like, and those are two different perspectives that I think, depending on where you're at, that's a default position. But those default positions come with a degree of agency and power that I'd like us to dig into a little more.
0: Well, what I'm going to do is, um, I'm going to bring us to a wrap on this particular episode. You know, yeah. This is just an opening. Opening salvo, as they say, opening a foray.
1: Yes, right. War language.
0: <laughs> I love a little combat language. Yeah, you know I mean, <laughs> God bless America and all that. You know I mean? Nobody, Nobody else. Until an NBA player, we feel like picking on us uses that language. Then we. But I'm not gonna bring. I'm not bringing up old stuff. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, the one thing I do do actually though. Speaking of the NBA, because um, maybe I and I don't know if you beat this, but uh. You know, there was a lot of, like, as this stuff was rolling out, right, and, like, Rudy Gobert and the league, da-da-da-da-da, and, like, people and, and announcements about testing with NBA players, right? And this you know, and this is something maybe we could tap in again with. It was, like, you know, basically people with the snarky jokes, oh, I guess I got to be an NBA player to get tested, and the da-da-da-da, the like, in the Twitters and all that sort of thing. And and it left me, and I had to text that, tap it I'm like, hey, man, They're people, too. Like, them dudes is people. Like, who, one, the the question, you shouldn't be mad about them getting tested. You should be trying to figure out, well, how did these highly-paid, trained athletes that deal in a world where their physical health is, is directly connected to the business of millions of people? Yeah. Right? Like, hundreds of at least 32 cities in the United States have on the ground economy that depends on them dudes being out there playing, right? And they were allowed to be exposed to this, which I'm mm. totally speculating, but my mm. idea, mm. possible vector point was being at the Sloan Conference the first week of March.
1: Mm. Right? Oh, MIT Sloan Conference out the, out the way.
0: Yeah, all of them, the, some of the players, people because somebody there, some somewhere in there, there's a there's a there's a boom that goes on.
1: There's right? a green. There's a patient zero. <laughs> oh man, I might there be you
0: making go. stuff up, but I remember I was listening to the reports. I was like, wait a minute, they was at the bank. So wait, so like we talking about them, but the, the question is like, well, at this place where these people were supposed to be with physical information, is that somebody there? Go, you know what? They wish should, should slow down and meet, <laughs> seeing that's what was happening. In China and what's going on in Italy at the moment, and then though when people get to talking about it, you know it's diversion and just in and, and disregard the well-being of NBA players because it's a perception that they you know their you know their wealth and vanity or whatever whatever. But it's like yo, actually if those guys stop playing in at least thirty-two cities, a a high-level employer, lots of small businesses that serve food. Um, Logistics staff, all kinds of stuff, shut down overnight because they got sick. So it like it, you can you can frame it as a, a, a minor matter, but actually it's not. Now you know mm. if you got a bigger, the industry, a, man Entertainment in America, that's cool. I'm alright with that. But you being mad about that, or you don't want you don't want entertainment to be that central to the economy, that's fine. But I would I would pose this to those people in mm. a lot of traditional societies, you know, the 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 bridge between entertainment and community building and storytelling is not this like hard line of like this is serious and that's not right like it's it's a little mm. bit more of a little bit more of a blend. You know what I'm saying? It ain't it ain't so you know maybe that ain't the best way for us to have a communal celebratory experience is by watching sports and or listening to music people sing songs, but it's an important connection point.
1: So, so just, so just you, okay, you know what? I'm going to try to they say wrap it up, baby. I'm going to try to wrap it up, but you, you opened up another portal. That was, that was deep. So now nah, like, so one, so there's a part of this too, I think that number one to touch on is many of these folks, whether they're from America or not from America, right? Whether they're America, they're foreign born, whatever have you they have done this thing and they may personally be responsible for personal economies of scale. Huh? Right? Okay. Peace, Um, They may be personally responsible for personal economies of scale in their families and neighborhoods and cities. Mm-hmm. Now, you could debate why you don't like it, but like you said, here's the thing. Okay, do you think in Senegal, the highest, you know, that the soccer player is not a a famous person? Do you think in Iran, that Iran, that like the soccer player, the football player is not really well paid? That the sports team is not really well paid, even though it's not in America, right? Like, again, your point about the relationship and the hard line between this idea of being celebratory it's not like everybody just wants to go and sing folk songs to find their sense of self. Yeah. People find their sense of self in a variety of ways. Right. And our idea that we should not like that, especially frankly, again, and you could look at top level, top line guys, right? Like I don't like to use LeBron for everything. Cause sometimes he's, you know, he is the, the green monkey of sports in a lot of ways in so many ways, right? Like, <laughs> so you can't use him to be like defend stuff, but like, whether it's him or so or other many people, what's that issue? And then two, if they are infected and they're around so many people, you should have a challenge with that because they just signed a kid's autograph.
0: They high-fiving people.
1: They high-fiving people. Yeah, they're Swim. talking. Yeah, they're All over. Slipping, dripping I mean, over I mean, their mean, bodies. What's the name say? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they doing a whole bunch of stuff. So you should be concerned about that. And if they got to quote unquote the front of the test because you found out there was an outbreak and literally they have it after playing with another fifteen times six, like ninety people, right? You should you should put them people to the front of the test. If if somebody affected could it possibly affect 90 other people, they should go to the front of the test. I don't care who they are. If they're if a janitor, should they confirm. should go to the front of the test. We should confirm.
0: Confirm what they got. You know what I'm saying? If they just got it, they got it. All right, cool. Right. Hey, so you if can't be mad at like all right they got the corona. Let's, let's take down the rest of the threads and you know it's just it's- uh,
1: But so no I, but again I think it goes back to this idea of what's important in agency, right? And this idea of like how do we frame whose thing is important and where does it come from is it is it a reactive idea of whose thing is important right which is, again goes into the other conversation so yeah man so um what we're
0: going to do we're going to wrap the podcast but stay with me on the you know things we can check in after i stop the recording and stuff um, Of course. um but anything you want to say the universe before
1: I, let you, before I let you go? Listen, man, you know, there are a lot of great opportunities that come out of chaos, so to speak. You know, um one of my favorite shows, you know, Littlefinger talked about let chaos be a ladder on Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, um in some ways... You know, the, the chaos of everything is a ladder for us to be able to have this particular opportunity to share these kind of things. Because, again, Ask Your Old Head is a is an amazing platform that's based on a very specific narrative where some of this stuff is actually totally connected to asking Your Old Head because we are becoming old heads, even yeah. though we don't, you know, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean. at some point so they're asking us, right? Okay. We still talk to the old heads to ask them, but at the same time, people right. come to ask us. Uh, but just to have this kind of dialogue, which is a unique dialogue that, um, from what I hear people say, that they really want to hear. So so thank you. And I look forward to us uh, using this ladder to, to climb up and, and talk about more things that are important.
0: All right. So with that, I'm going, I'm going to stop
1: us on this part. And then we will see you on the next one. Peace. Peace.
0: Thank you for listening to the Good Brothers. This is your host Justice Raji. My guest, I'm majestic. The Good Brothers is us two and others um, in these times and in this space. We're doing some new things here at the podcast, and so uh, new methods employed here. So the sound is a little different than what you've used to. You know, bear with us as we figure out the technology to achieve. Uh, you know, the outcomes that we enjoy or we prefer uh, in a time when a lot of folks are suffering and losing. Um, Hopefully this, our conversations, our um, reflections will be something that brings some strength, some levity, some joy, uh, and just something to think about. Um, And hopefully, you know, um, willfully and in, in the future will lead folks to opportunities to develop how they can best get what they need to get done for those they care about most uh, the show are recorded here live in the uh, <laughs> in the Azurehead Head Studios uh, which is basically my recorder wherever I happen to be at um, but there's some people I want to thank I want to thank uh, my brother Define Culture Knowledge Bill, Knowledge Divine is out here uh, we were supposed to be on the road together And we had to make, uh, well, I guess four of us were supposed to be on the road as it laid out, and we had to make some additions and some changes due to what's happening with the coronavirus. So please, as you're listening to this, stay home. If you don't have to be out, stay home. You know, take it, take it serious, treat it with the the care and the gravity of the moment that we're in. Uh, Also, though, I wanna thank Knowledge Divine Music Credit there in the front. Some of his work Uh, I want to thank Kappa Studio Kapwa Consulting Rather rather, uh, Thank um, My children For bearing with me And uh, giving me The quiet space Or the time to uh, You know Kind of have The sound level Where it could be at So we could have that Conversation And record that And we're going to try uh, The goal is going to bring you At least one of those Every week here For the next Couple weeks uh, Maybe more and um, also with that, there will be a new episode of just the, the new season of Asher Oldhead in terms of new interviews that just started. One that I was able to get in with a um, good brother, Carlton Slater. That'll be coming maybe in just a day or two after this. And uh, there'll be more and more down the line. So let's keep together. Let's keep connected. Uh, find me at askyouroldhead.com. Find me on Instagram, Justice Raji. Uh, find me on the Twitter at Justice Raji. There's also an Asher head Twitter, which I don't really post anything on. So if somebody starts posting on that, you let me know. In any event, I appreciate you for listening. Um, you know, if you want to support the podcast, you can always cash at me at Justice Raji. Uh, you can also purchase a sweatshirt or other apparel at the Asher Oilhead Etsy shop. Well, with that, please rate, subscribe, share, and thank you for listening.
1: Peace.